Hey everybody, this is your host, LaVie. Welcome to Thrift Therapy, the podcast all about thrift life. Recycling, collecting, DIYing, styling, all the ups and downs, ins and outs of thrifting. So glad you joined me for a thrift adventure. Hey, 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 hey. I'm so glad to be here, you guys. It has been so busy around here that I'm just excited to be sitting still talking about thrifting. My favorite side hustle, hobby, stress reliever, fun activity that gets my creativity flowing. I wonder what thrifting means to you, what it does for you. If you want to let me know, shoot me a message. You can Instagram me. You can Facebook me. So I'm doing a thrift haul for you guys. I'm doing a few announcements, and I'm doing an interview with Michelle from When Thrifters Thrift. Here's the deal. I went to a 4th of July sale over at Texas Thrift, and I love going over there for big sales. It's a big store. It's not one I frequent regularly, so when I go over there, it's usually for their big sales because when they run 50 or 75% off, it's off of everything in the store. And the stores closer to me that I hit up more frequently, they do selected items, usually clothing. So I like the idea of getting everything in the store half off. But to be honest with you, even though I drive over there and go through the whole thing, which means that if you don't get up early, which I generally don't, I get there around noon or one and everything in the houseware section is pretty picked over. So I usually don't get much. This time I scored while I was in line. My husband got bored because, you know, the lines are super long on sale days. And he wandered around the store and he came back with an awesome dual bowl chef made pet dish. And it's really heavy duty. It's the kind of thing that my new bunny, that's right, bunny, can't tip over. And I didn't really think this was a thing until a couple days ago. The water bowl that we've been using, it's metal and it's not real heavy. She grabbed it by the lip because it was sitting in her flop place and tipped it over. Like, here, get this shit out of my way. I laughed. I could not. I heard that Bennies did things like that, but I could not believe it until I saw it with my own eyes. She is feisty, this one. I love her. If you want to see pictures of my bunny, you just hop over to the Instagram page, Thrift Therapy Pod. So I ended up getting that Chef Maple for like two bucks and I upcycled it. And you can see pictures of that too. And what I did was I took a black marker and I drew some really cool designs on it from one of the pillows that I have on my patio. And then I put a polyurethane coating on the bottom of it to keep it from bleeding. And of course, I didn't treat the top because it needs to be pet safe. More interesting stuff happened in line though, because the line was so long, there was plenty of time for weird shit to happen. Or maybe not weird, but cool. So one is that we were in line in the lingerie section at the very back of the store because the line went all the way through two different sections, you know, like the front half of the store and the back half of the store. And so because we didn't want to block the aisles, the back half of the line would stay at the end of the row 
And then the front half of the line would start at the end of the second row that we were taking over. So occasionally someone would think that they could just cut in line. So whoever was at the front of the back part of the line would have to say, no, the line's back there. So when it was my turn to say, nope, the line's back there, um, it was this cutest little old man. He had like a really cool turquoise necklace on, a long ponytail. But I was like, hey, dude, the line's back there. Only because the line is so freaking long and we'd already been in line forever. If it had been any other day, I would have just let him cut in front of me. But nobody lets anybody cut in on days like this because you're just so tired and cranky that, you know, your compassion is low, you're tired. So he was near us the rest of the way, and I could just feel him silently judging us as my husband and I chit-chatted about our thrift. But I didn't mind because he had such good style. And I kind of wish I would have taken a picture of him, but he was grumpy, and I didn't think he would like that. So that was fun. But we went about our business in the line anyway. And uh, we were on the swimsuit aisle when we got to the second half of the line, closer to the cashier. And that was badass because while we were there, I found really adorable swimsuit bottoms in my size that are white and lined. And they have little scallops on the hem of the butt only, which is perfect because I bought a pair of those last year that had scallops all the way around the leg holes and the scallops just disappeared in my thigh folds. Not cute. These are only on the butt and oh, they ended up looking so cute. But of course I didn't try them on. I just threw them in my cart because they were a dollar. And then as we moved further in the line, I found the most rad strapless, um, I don't even know how to describe it. I guess it's a tankini, but it's vintage. And um, it's like from the 70s. So it's a almost like a blouson style. But anyway, it's black with a turquoise and purple floral Hawaiian like hibiscus pattern on it. Oh my God, I shrieked when I saw it. I know, not cool. Keep it on the down low. And it ended up being like $1.50. So that was a score, score, score. I love line scores. And every time I'm in one of those long ass patience, trying, compassion, wearing down lines, I find cool stuff while I'm in line. So that's the only thing that makes it the line worth it is I'm if I pick the right line, which I do, I walk around and see, which I'll have I not really explored, then I just find stuff. And other people put stuff back while they're in line because they just can't handle the drag of waiting in line that long. So go to those big sales, and if I do a newsletter, I'll be reminding you of when the big sales are and how to find them in your city, blah, blah, blah. Well, let me tell you a few of the other things that I got because, you know, it is such a hassle to shop on a sale day, which I think is why a lot of people don't go because it's super crowded. It's hard to get a car. You have to get there early. The checkout lines are super long. We were in checkout line for like 45 minutes. It's no joke, y'all. Uh, But I got some really rad stuff. Another cool thing I got was I got this black and white, really heavy-handed cat curtain. And so it's a black background with white, um, hard-line, kind of cartoon faces of a cat just repeated over and over. It's a repeating pattern. It's super cute, and it was a dollar. And I've gotten so much use out of that for my bunny pin. And what I did was I made some cardboard tunnels and ramps 
and houses, and I used that cat curtain to cover some of them. And then I found a couple really cute Mexican dresses, authentic from Mexico. And I'm really careful now about buying stuff like that. And these have tags for resale that are from that region. So meaning that people there made them and tagged them for sale and sold them to somebody and somebody donated them to the thrift store. So I feel like that is ethical fashion and I'm down for that. So I bought them and they both fit me and I'm just love it when I get something for myself these days. Because to be honest with you, the majority of the haul from the 4th of July sale was for thrift baggers. I got lots of cool dresses. And if you want to see some of the stuff that I got, you can go to the Instagram page, the Therapy Pod, and click on the IGTV icon in the upper left-hand corner, and it'll take you to Instagram TV, and you can follow that channel. And I post a thrift haul there at least once a month, and you can see the stuff I've been collecting for thrift bags. And what started to happen is that the Patreon subscribers will say, I want this, I want that in my bag, and then I just put it in their bag. It's that easy. It's super fun. So, and it's really helping me build even more awesome thrift bags because people are picking some of the items themselves. And that gives me a really solid idea of what they're going to like that month. So if you've ever been interested in supporting Thrift Therapy Podcast, you just hop over to Patreon backslash Thrift Therapy. You can do just what Robin G did recently and get a thrift bag for yourself and join the thrift haul experience of saying, I want that. Thanks, Robin G, for supporting the podcast and I can't wait to send you the bag you tagged in the thrift video. Well done. I do want to read you guys a review that I got for the podcast recently because I super loved it. Here's the name of the review. Kept us going for a 12-hour drive. I happened to find Thrift Therapy Podcast on a whim, and boy, am I glad I did. There were so many episodes my sister and I decided to binge listen on our 12-hour road trip. It was like listening in on a fun, thrifting conversation. It kept us going for record reviews to thrift hauls and the interviews. It was just enough mix to keep it interesting. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much for that lovely review. You are hitting my buttons because I want this to be a conversational style podcast, not like just something you're listening to passively. So that is a ding, ding, ding. And I like that it was mixed up enough to keep it interesting because sometimes I second guess myself and wonder if I should just do the interviews. So it's really nice to hear that you guys like the effort I put into the beginning of the podcast. Shout out to Wafel Belgium and her sister. If you want to leave a five-star rating and a review, you can do that on iTunes and I will read it on the air. And thank you for taking the time to do that because it really helps other people find the podcast. You may not realize this as a listener, but every five-star rating and every written review really helps the podcast get visibility. And that is a really important part of other people finding the podcast if they were to search for, say, thrifting or style podcast. 
uh, it moves it up in the algorithm. So thanks a ton. And if you want some podcast swag, Waffle Belgium, just message me via my email is thrifttherapypod at gmail.com. If you give me your address, I'll mail you some stickers and stuff. Much love. So I want to tell you guys about some live events that I'm going to be doing. One is coming up July 17th, so that's next week. It's called Caftans and Queso Mixer for Creative Business Owner. It's hosted by Jennifer, the podcast host of Creative Queso. If you haven't listened to Creative Queso, hop on over to Spotify or iTunes and search for that. And that's C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E space, Q-U-E-S-O. And I think you're going to have a good time if you check it out because Jennifer interviews and chats with other creatives about process and other fun things that artists engage with and about businesses and how everything works for creatives like us. So if you can come to the event, that's the kind of person you'll meet. There's going to be a raffle, a crafty raffle. Uh, Of course, they're going to be wearing caftans. I mean, that's I, I like Jennifer, but come on, caftans, everybody knows that I love a good caftan, so I'm definitely not going to miss it. Let's see. What else do I have to tell you guys? Oh, I want to tell you guys what I've been doing over on my other Instagram page. Yes, I have to. It's at thrifttherapypod underscore OOTD because the reason I don't just put it on the podcast page is because every day I post an outfit of the day that's basically all thrifted. And I just didn't want to clog the podcast feed with pictures of myself in clothes because that's not everybody's cup of tea. But if you love an OOTD thread, that's the one you should definitely follow. And on the podcast page, I post memes and events and flyers and inspirational things. But the OOTD is just for my outfits. Well, over there, I don't know how this happened, but somehow I ended up doing a week of sequins. And I just wanted to tell you guys that, yes, I have thrifted enough sequins to do a week of, but not only that, I've thrifted enough sequins to do a month of, and I that just surprises me. So I think I'm going to have to put myself on a sequin timeout. And as I've gone through this process, I've decided to sell some of my sequin jackets, tops, skirts, etc. If you want some sequins in your life, I think I'm going to do a special IGTV video, just sequins. So look out for that. Follow my IGTV and you will get to buy some second, third hand sequins from yours truly. My own collection and a few things I've been stockpiling for another event that I'm going to be at. And this one is in August. It's uh, hosted by Brickadelic Vintage Market. It's Saturday, August 17th at Brick at Blue Star Art Galleries. And it starts around 6 p.m. The benefits of the hosting fees are going to be donated to In the Backlog, which is a movement to get rape kits that are just gathering dust with no one being put behind bars, all tested and uh, used to prosecute rapists because we are sick of your shit. So... 
That is a really good cause that I fully stand behind. And my relationship with the true crime community is going strong. And finally, overlapping with my love for vintage, I'm going to be doing a pop-up there. And I've been curating some special looks for this event. I'm very excited to share with the public and do my first legit pop-up for profit and for a cause like in the backlog. So come support the movement, come support sustainability, and come support Thrift Therapy, the podcast. I look forward to meeting you. Don't be shy. Say hi. Tell me you're listening. Tell me what you like about the show. Give me ideas. Tell me how to improve it. And maybe I'll give you some free shit. That's always good, right? You know me. I like to get rid of stuff, so you never know what can happen. And I definitely will have podcast swag to give away, so you will walk away with something no matter what. All right. I think the only other thing that I need to tell you guys about is something I'm currently obsessed with and I cannot stop thrifting. No, it's not sequins. It's vest. If you've been following my IGTV, you already know this. And you're like, yeah, yeah, bitch, we know. Could you stop with the vest? Or maybe you're like, I'm on the vest train. I can't stop thrifting vest. I can't even stop thinking about vest. Vest, 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 vest. And anyone else who gets on this vest train, please tag me in your photos because I need to be validated. Gnome Floof, my husband, which I've had on the show before, and he will be in the finale this year with two other male thrifters that are going to tell us all about men thrifting. Well, he's not on the vest train. I kept buying him vests, and he's like, woman, please stop buying me vests. And in fact, he gave them all back to me, and we had to bargain so that he would keep one. He did. He kept the best one, in my opinion. It's like a red wool gold button holiday extravaganza. So I don't know. I just need somebody else to love vest right now as much as I do. So if you see a runway show that you can tag me in, anything, just please validate me. You guys are the people that I go to for thrift validation. I need you right now. Who loves vest? Hand in the air. I do. Also, last bit, I've been thinking of starting a newsletter with things like this, thrift tips, what I'm currently obsessed with, some upcycling that I've been doing, like my DIY stuff. I just hung some doors in my uh, office area to help my bunny have her own area to be safe to roam around in. On maybe like how we did that. Maybe the upcoming sales. Who's the best thrift shops to visit? The lineup for the season. Who's next on the show? Who to follow? My latest inspiration sources. Stuff like that. If you're interested in a thrift therapy newsletter, go over to the Facebook group, Thrift Therapy. Uh, You can search, you'll find the page, like it, but please join the group and I'm going to put up a poll next week and I'd love to get your feedback on whether or not you would want to have a thrift therapy newsletter. 
Well, it's time to end this segment, and I just want to do that with a shout-out to Ruth and Kane Powers, listeners of the show, and thanks to Ruth in response to the last episode. Put me in touch, or I think it was two episodes ago, put me in touch with Kane and his company, Precision Podcasting, is now doing the sound editing for this show, and I'm hoping that that delivers better quality to you. Other people involved with the show are our sponsors, so I'm going to give you a word from the sponsors of the show for this episode, and be sure and support them too. Thanks so much, everybody, for all your support. Thanks to our sponsors for supporting the show. And now for the interview part of Thrift Therapy. Today I'm going to be talking with Michelle Raven of Win Thrifters Thrift over on Instagram. Michelle is a thrift stylist that got her start at a thrift store when she was just a teenager. She invented her own career path, so she has a lot of inspiring things to say to you, and I'm excited to talk with her. Now, if you aren't familiar with Win Thrifters Thrift, why don't you head on over to Instagram, which of course I'm going to put a link in the show notes, but go ahead and search for Win Thrifters Thrift, pull up the page and take a look. It's a really bright, colorful take on all the different personalities that are a part of the thrift community online. And Michelle does an excellent job of curating for a really particular positive, vibrant, and global party vibe that sort of helps us thrifters feel like we're really celebrating each other, promoting diversity, and creating a strong impact on the fashion community. So I really appreciate the work that Michelle is doing, and I really look forward to seeing how far she can take the Instagram platform into the thrifting world and bring us together and hopefully uh, carry us forward and unite us in really positive ways. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to Thrift Therapy. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I love your Instagram page. It's so colorful. Always adds a little ray of sunshine to my day. (laughs) So Thank you. That, you're welcome. I'm hoping you add a ray of sunshine to the podcast too. Uh, let's hope. I'll, I'll try <laughs> to bring as much sunshine as I can possibly muster. Well, I like to put the pressure on right away. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a bit of pressure. Like, be cheerful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be cheerful. Just be uh, colorful. <laughs> okay, colorful. I can do that. We can do that. If nothing else, we can just curse a lot. Isn't that what people used to call cursing? That's what I think of colorful language. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So then uh, I just took the pressure off. So that's how therapy goes. You put the pressure on, you take the pressure off. (laughs) That's right. So why don't you just tell the listeners a little bit about your thrift origin story? Like, how did you get into thrifting? What was your first thrift adventure like? Yeah. So my thrift path kind of starts with, um, with a job, which is, you know, like great because a lot of times people get into the thrift industry and, um, you know, through grandmas and and moms and, you know, this, this, experience of family taking you on on their passion and that wasn't how 
I got into thrift. Thrift started for me when I got a car and needed some moolah to get gas in that car. Um, So I found a job at a thrift store just down the road from my house, started working as a cashier and um, just almost immediately fell in love with the whole world of thrift. That was my first experience with, um, I think, I think really any understanding of what thrift was. So I worked at a thrift store as a cashier for um, a good couple of years throughout my kind of high school career, I guess, and um, continued to kind of move up. I mean, I started as, you know, just a cashier and then moved to lead cashier and then supervisor. Um, Just, just really like, felt like I had found my people and my community, my world, it just felt like a place where I really belonged and really enjoyed being a part of. And it sounds like you sort of leapt into it at, at a very young age. Like you didn't have a, a guide, a thrift guide. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't think I knew really even knew what I was signing on for. I didn't know. I mean, obviously now in retrospect, how life-changing this one job would be. It was just like, I just needed some cash and this was close, seemed relatively fun. Like I like clothes and stuff. And so, you know, why wouldn't I have fun with this? And it just, it became my life passion, you know, which was totally crazy because that's not at all what I was getting into it for. But that's how it all started. And then I stayed in touch with that. That was a a chain of thrift stores in my community. So I went off to school about an hour away from where I grew up and they were opening a store nearby there when I was in college. So I started volunteering there. So I've kind of always stayed in touch with that same chain of thrift stores. And then little did I know that, you know, 10 years after that first job, that would become a a new career direction. It went, you know, from just maybe like your first high school job. And then you developed, what was it? You became a a thrift stylist at that time. Is that when you started that? Yeah. Yep. I was um, just graduating from college and I had gotten a degree in communications, writing and editing and kind of envisioned a career in magazine writing, perhaps, or journalism, something along those lines. Editing has always been a passion of mine was really planning the next stage of my career being in that direction. And then just started feeling this this itch to explore this idea that I had always had. I had always had people approach me and say, I love your coat. I love your bag. I love your shoes, whatever it was. And when I would tell them that it was a thrift store find, I started realizing that again and again and again, I was having the same conversation with people. When I would say that, they would come back with something along the lines of, I never have that kind of luck or, you know, thrift stores are so overwhelming. I wish I could tap into it because like who wouldn't love, you know, a $3 Gucci handbag. (laughs) I mean, it just started becoming this like persistent and pesky light bulb in my mind. Like there is something here. There's a business opportunity here that you need to tap into. And so I developed this business model for a personal shopping and styling service, not unlike what you would find at a high-end department store, and reached out to this thrift store that I had stayed in touch with for you know nearly a decade at that point and said, hey, I have got this idea. I really think it would work. Here's a zillion reasons why. 
please let me try this at your store. And um, I think in in part because of the history that we had um, and also just because I pitched the hell out of this idea <laughs> um, and really had done my homework and my research about why I really, really, they said yes. Yeah. And what did they have to lose? You know, it's like... I started as a contractor. So, I mean, it, I really wanted it to be like this is my dream. Let me try it. I mean, I was basically like, can I, can I like play in your store and experiment with this thing? And I'm, yeah, you're right. Like, what did they have to lose? We, um, committed to a six month trial and in six months, I mean, it was just every performance indicator was like screaming that this was something that customers were responding to and were excited about. It would, you know, push them to, to, fill their basket fuller and buy more. And for, for everyone, it was just making a lot of sense. So I said like, Hey, make me an offer. I'll stick around and do this. Like this is my dream job. So that's how that happened. And I did that for almost a decade. What a great story. I love the idea that, I don't know if this is something that I noticed in people at times is that some of us need to create our own jobs. Like we're just, not going to be thoroughly satisfied in a job that already exists. Like we, we, you know, sure we can be a store manager or we can be a merchandiser if you like fashion, you know, whatever your interests are, but we need to create our own way to do that because we, A, need to be creative. B, we need to be entrepreneurial in some way. And what makes you the kind of person who needs to create their own job? Yeah, that that is a really interesting point that you bring up because I don't, I certainly didn't know that about myself until, until being in it and really realizing that. So I, I started that position and then as the service grew, I kind of continued to recreate the job for myself and say, well, now this, the program needs to go in this direction. So here's how I think my job should evolve. And, and that continued. I mean, I think there were several iterations of my job throughout the, the eight years that I worked there. I think that I am a problem solver. And I think that that drives me to... Um, to need to kind of keep evolving what I'm doing, but, but be in control of it. Like you said, it needs to be something that I need to be really passionate about the problem that I'm solving. And for me, the problem that I was solving was thrift has so many benefits, but the barrier to entry is significant for some. And, and I can see a clear path of how I can resolve that. So solving that problem and then continuing to to add to that how can i keep looking at what are the problems here and how can i keep evolving myself and my role to answer new problems that's a good angle i like it so let's see if you are creative if you are passionate if you're a good problem solver if you like to be your own boss and you don't mind hustling you know there there wasn't a lot to look at and say well here's how it's supposed to look and so i had to really create the boundaries of my role, the structure of my role, because it was so ambiguous, because there was nothing to model it after. So, I mean, other than, you know, yes, there are personal shopping services out there. I don't mean to say I invented the the wheel per se, but so it really was, I had to be willing to, to create that structure where there was none. So yeah, I think that's another, another strength that I have that 
made me successful in that capacity. I think so. It's like you do, you have to, you have to know what your strengths and weaknesses are, I think, to be successful at anything. But if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to sort of be self-driven and you have to be good at boundaries, I think. And so if you need structure, you need to create it. If you have trouble saying no to people, you have to learn how to do that. So I don't know. It's like, a level of accountability. That yeah, absolutely. That's such a great way of articulating absolutely. kind of the tra- the traits of entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I'm sure there are listeners who are thinking like, how do these people do this? Well, that's how it's you dig in your personality and you sort of see if you have some of those traits. And if you do stop holding yourself back and create a job for yourself. And, you know, I see. I don't know what your age is, but I'm assuming that you grew up at a time without Instagram. Yep, I am a 36 and all of this social media world has, you know, just emerged in the last few years. So yeah, I didn't grow up with that. Social media and, and spe- especially Instagram has played such a integral role in, it's just always been like the pony running alongside everything I'm doing. I mean, I, I've just, it's always been a part of the work that I've done in in the thrift community, but it's all just happened so organically. I just feel like again when you ha- when you're so passionate about something and you just can't help but share it. So it just felt like such a nat- natural component to what I was doing. I think people gravitated towards my Instagram presence because that that passion was there, and because it was just another way of looking at how thrift can be a career path. And I think people found that to be intriguing and perhaps inspiring. So when I look at your Instagram page, Michelle, and I think about what you told me earlier about uh, having a degree and thinking about being like, like maybe a magazine editor or working somehow in print, it really changes what I see on when (laughs) and take a look and you, you can see a lot of Michelle's creative eye. I really wanted to create, I was inspired by, street style accounts. I wanted to create a space that felt like it was honoring thrift style in a way that I hadn't seen before. What I was seeing a lot of was um, really amazing thrift bloggers and thrift influencers. I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a ton of thrift content out there. But what I saw mostly was um, an individual sharing their unique style and their aesthetic. And what I wasn't seeing that I was craving was kind of one central point where you could go and and discover a lot of different thrifters and a lot of different thrift styles. I think of thrift style as this like patchwork, like a, kind of like a quilted blanket. You know, it's just there's there are so many different ways that you can approach thrift style. And, and when you hear thrift style, it doesn't automatically conjure one specific type of look, or it doesn't for me anyhow. Um, And that's because so many people are thrifting and for so many different reasons and creating so many different vibes and looks. Um, That that was kind of what drove me to create the, the When Thrifters Thrift community was I wanted a space that felt like you could go there and find something that resonated with you or something that inspired you to try something different or just introduced you to a new thrifter that maybe you could, you know, kind of become obsessed with and just follow and fall in love with their style. Maybe you, you're looking for inspiration. It makes sense to me too, because that's exactly what I use it for. Like the the mission that you came up with for your Instagram profile, When Thrifters Thrift, 
it's exactly what I use it for. I get on there if I'm feeling a little lackluster in my own style choice, or if I'm looking for a new thrifter to follow. And recently I was looking for male thrifters because I realized I just didn't have enough man style in my life. You're right. I mean, there definitely is far more feminine styles out there. You've given me some ideas here. That's what I think is my favorite thing about doing this podcast is it lets me connect with other creative thrifting. One thing I've learned in my life is that I'm going to be 50 next year. So I have a lot of, I guess, experience under my belt with manifesting ideas, which ideas I want to try, which ideas I want to give away, which ideas I want to just let disappear into the ether. And the one thing I've learned is that I'm always going to have another idea. I don't need to worry too much. So it's a, I'm an idea factory. And I think there are a lot of other creatives out there who thrift that have a similar sort of personality. And I always get some inspiration from talking with other thrifters. So it's nice to hear that you got a little too. That's awesome. High fives. (laughs) High fives. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about how you curate the When Thrifters Thrift page on Instagram. I have a folder where I am just, I'm, I'm constantly sourcing content. So I do what I call my 30 minute method where every day for 30 minutes, I spend some time on Instagram, just digging around. I'm searching for hashtags. I'm looking at different thrift accounts and I'm seeing who they're following hashtags they're using. And all of that is kind of how I start discovering different images from different thrifters that I that I would like to feature. And I, I have a content calendar and I kind of start plugging things in to where I think it would fit best. Um, I don't spend a whole lot of time curating my my grid itself. It's just like a rainbow threw up. I mean, I just I, I started doing that. If you scroll back a ways, you can see that I was very for a little bit, was very um thoughtful about, you know, this is the coral theme and then this is the aqua. Um, I gave that up because it was just too much investment in my time. And I and I thought the the grid still looks really beautiful when it's just kind of a confetti vibe. And that that was, you know, I worked with um Allison Brueggemann of Storied Creative. She's my branding person. And what we kept coming back to in our conversations about what the brand itself would look like and the logo was I just I wanted it to feel like a party and I wanted it to feel like confetti. And so it really actually makes more sense from that perspective that the grid is just feels like you're approaching a really fun party. Instead of having to curate the whole page as a whole item now, it's like through your experience, you figured out that what I really like to look at when I pull back and look at my whole page, pops of color everywhere. Yes. It really is about kind of this obnoxiously cheerful. I mean, that is again, what I talked to my branding person about. I was like, that is me. That is kind of my vibe. So I really wanted it to feel really true to me and the vibe that I'm trying to put out into the universe. And that and that is in line with this like colorful party vibe. My favorite parts of When Thrifters Thrift is just that it brings people together. And I like the diversity element that I've seen that's really going on towards, you know, your your later movement in your whole page content. I see a lot of diversity, a lot of different gender, a lot of different ethnicities, maybe even different cultural vibes from around the globe. Like, it just seems like thrifters are everywhere. If I scroll way back, which I did, you know, for the purposes interview, I can see a shift there where um, there is sort of a more global 
uh, party vibe. I'm really glad to hear that that comes through. It does. Yeah. So if you guys haven't already checked out Win Thrifters Thrift on Instagram, definitely go do that. Now, Michelle does other things. That's not her only thing, but it's a really good hub for the thrift community. And it's the one of the reasons that I wanted to interview her is because she brings thrifters together. And I adore that. So what are some of your favorite ways to thrift in your community that's local? I mean, do you still do thrift styling? Do you host meetups? You know, that is a really great question. So I I do still do thrift styling. I don't do it quite as much as I did previously. I was seeing 20 clients a week previously. And now I see um, a couple a month. And, um, and that's kind of by design. I shifted my focus to my Instagram account um, after I left that job, kind of because I was like, I guess in some sort of an identity crisis, like, well, I'm not a thrift stylist anymore, per se. I'm not, you know, that's not what I'm doing for work now. So, so who am I? What am I? So, you know, I've really been kind of in like a a discovery phase and trying to figure out what's next for me. So I'm just now kind of starting to reemerge on the like, local fashion scene here. I've been invited to participate in a couple of things. And so I'm, I'm being kind of selective in what I do. I used to be like, probably even in my view, a little oversaturated in what I was involved in, in the thrift community here. Um, so I'm just trying to kind of dabble sure. again and, yeah. and get back into it. So I haven't, I haven't been doing a ton of stuff, but, um, I'm I'm still engaged with the the local community here in Minneapolis of thrifters. I um, mostly just as an avid thrifter. I mean, I'm at the thrift stores all the time, but I'm starting to get back into things. So, so it sounds like you're going through an identity revision that still includes thrift. That seems pretty clear to me. What do you think you want to take with you from your past expression of yourself into your new movements into thrift? I continue to look at thrift as a means of self-expression. And um, in my previous role, I was really um, hands-on in helping people to to find that and have that discovery. Um, and now I think I am looking for the people that are that are already kind of in that space and are doing that and shining a light on them and and saying like, Look at all these amazing people who are using thrift as a form of creative expression, who are exploring what their style is today or tomorrow or any given day um, and using thrift to help tell that story and help tell that version of themselves. So I think before my focus was really on helping people do that very thing. And now it's on shining a light on people who are doing that thing. Um, and that thing being expressing themselves through their thrift style, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like you were the, them before and now you're like a mentor or, you know, a producer or somebody who's more behind the scenes. And I do feel like that is a developmental expression of identity. I think about family development models that show that our identities transform over time in part because our view of the world changes based on what stage of life we're in. And so I think what you're going through in your identity revision in the thrift world 
really, really maps on to family development models, that you are seeing the world in a different way and you are relating to people who are where you used to be and really wanting to promote them and bring them up in the world. Yeah, that's an incredible way of describing it. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. I'm excited to see what comes next for you. And one of the things that I personally love about aging, you know, aging gets a bad rap and, you know, I get it. It's no fun to look in the mirror and see someone different suddenly. That can be quite shocking. But I I do think one of the things that is really great about aging is the way that we get to mellow and know our point of view is valuable. There's like a quiet confidence that comes with aging, but there's also still a relevance, a need to be valued, and a desire to join. And so I'm excited to see what comes next. Well, listen, I want to do the thrift level questions with you. But before we do, though, I have one more question I want to ask you. A lot of thrifters that I talk with collect things. You know, we have little obsessions. The one, the one thing I'm always, always, always thrifting for is earrings. I have an unhealthy obsession with earrings and I buy... Um, I mean, I will go thrifting and if all I find is earrings, I am like the happiest girl in the world. I'm very tactile. So I really like anything fuzzy or fringy or anything that has like the, the textures. I just like can spot it from across the store. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm more guided by just like on any given day, yeah. like kind of what catches my eye. But um, but accessories is kind of my mainstay. And coats and jackets and layering pieces of all kinds are probably something I, I collect in excess. How many um, coats do you have? You know, I, I couldn't even guess how many, but I have more than my fair share. I would, I will say that. Says every thrifter ever. I live in Minnesota, so I can, I can validate my, my excessive coat purchases. Yep. It does sound like you can, <laughs> at least you've got that justification in hand. Awesome. I think we're ready for the thrift level questions. We need oh, to God. see what experts yeah. are here. Are you ready? How often do you thrift per week? Uh, once or twice. I mean, I, I'm sure this is true of most thrifters, but I just walk in and instantly like my palms get a little sweaty. My heart starts racing. I just, I feel the energy of the space. I just, I just know I'm where I'm supposed to be. It's just this weird like honestly kind of mystical weird vibe, but I'm here for it. What about list or spontaneous thrifter? Uh, it's tricky. I mean, spontaneous, but I always have a running list. So I've seen, you know, I worked in a thrift store for seven years. I've seen so many amazing things that I, I don't even want to call out specific things because I just, I know that what I'm supposed to find will find me. So do you believe in thrift gods? Um, yes, I do. Well, I don't know. I just like kind of believe in this, um, this thrift karma thing. I just think like, whatever's supposed to find you will find you. You, you know, if you don't really love something and you saw somebody else had their eye on it, you, you go and give it to them. You know, you're kind to the cashiers. I mean, I don't know. I guess I just think when you put good into the thrift world, it will bring back to you. So I guess more thrift karma than thrift gods. Do you like to thrift alone or with friends? When I go with others, it's just it's just not the same experience for me. I, I'm a pretty serious thrifter. So, I mean, I go and I really, I just, that's my time to kind of zone. 
And I just think when I go with other people, they think I'm a little weird because I am like, people always comment on how fast I move through the rack. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I have a resting thrift phase. <laughs> yeah, I bet I do too. I've never really, um, I've really thought of that, but I'm sure I do. I know I talk to myself when I'm thrifting. I've been, people have commented. What about best or worst thrift story you can share? This kind of questions always give me anxiety because I don't. I don't have one. I really don't. I, you know, when I worked in the thrift industry as a, as a stylist, I came across so many interesting stories. When people would use my styling services, they would oftentimes be going through some sort of life change. So maybe they got a new job, maybe they lost weight or gained weight or are newly single. You know, a couple of experiences that I had that were really particularly rewarding were folks who um, had some kind of some kind of health event that um, I had a woman who had had a double mastectomy, mastectomy and needed help dressing for a, her new body. And those were the kind of styling sessions that end in tears, but everyone, you know, was kind of feeling moved and, and like just there's a deeper purpose behind what we were doing than just, you know, finding you some cheap shit. I mean, you know, it was like my best thrift experiences are always centered around serving others and helping them to feel better about themselves through style. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And it's like, you know, I was just thinking too, like something that has been coming up a lot in my job is that I think people are have a very strange idea about tears, what they mean, why they're important. And, you know, I just giving me the opportunity to say yeah. this, I appreciate it. So I'm going to say it. Tears the body's way of flushing out extra unneeded stress hormones that come from having an intense amount of feelings or any other kind of intense experience that we're having. Like when we work out, we sweat. If we drink a lot of fluids, we pee. And if we feel a lot of things, we cry. And that's why people can cry when they're happy. They can cry when they're sad. They can cry when they're angry. They can cry when they're touched. It's because your body is just passing. That's all it's doing. So I think we should enjoy our tears more and appreciate our body and allow ourselves to function properly. And I'm super excited that you get moved by helping people restyle themselves with thrift. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on Thrift Therapy. Thank you so much. See you online. We have come to the end of this thrift adventure. Thanks for tuning in to Thrift Therapy. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your podcatcher. And if you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon or Anchor FM, searching Thrift Therapy. Or feel free to visit thrifttherapypod.com for a one-time donation using PayPal. My website is where I also have extended show notes with pictures for each episode. If you're feeling extra excited about the show, please rate and review on iTunes and tell a friend. I'll meet you back here in two weeks to talk more thrifting. Stay thrifty, everybody.